one time summer camp. And welcome everybody to this one time at summer camp, the best podcast that we do. I'm your host, <laughs> Jeff. And That's I'm a great here way with my co-host. I've got Aaron. That's me. And John. Hey. Yeah, we're gonna start things off tonight with a get to know you question. And this one is uh what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh. So I'll start us off. I'm Jeff. I'm the former program director at Lutherdale and Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. And the three words I would use to describe myself are tall, uh, beard, and daddy. And I will add the reason daddy is because one of my favorite moments. Those are the three lamest adjectives one could ever hope to pick. I will stand by them every time I say them. Uh, the reason I say daddy is because one of my favorite moments is when I come home and my daughter is so excited to see me home. She goes, daddy, and like screams and runs and hugs me. So oh, that's pretty cool. yeah. your new name is daddy Tallbeard. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks to the spider. <laughs> oh, that's me. My I name is it. Aaron and I am the former program director of Briarwood Retreat Center in the Dallas Fort Worth, Texas area and Camp Stoney in Santa Fe, New Mexico. John is laughing his butt off and it is killing me. <laughs> He's just laughing at himself. <laughs> um, three words to describe me. Um, I'm going to go with uh, beer and <laughs> Um, nerd. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna say church just because that's where a lot of people know me from is church stuff. So like beer the, nerd church, the the church, church. beer nerd. <laughs> That'd be Seems me. Legit. Yeah, church yeah. beer nerd. Church beer nerd. Ooh, I kind of like that. I might make a little like T-shirt about that one. Just church beer. My name is church beer nerd. Um, my my three my uh, first of all I'm John uh, from the beautiful state of Idaho I am the former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp um, Kyle my three would be also beer um, <laughs> fishing and sheep sheep for sure <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry so beer uh-huh sheep uh-huh and what the fishing fishing fish fishing or fish fishing fish okay. fish fishing fish. fishing for fishes i have to admit those are three phenomenal and fantastic ways to describe you john if anyone had ever yeah. said who am i talking about beer sheep and fish i would definitely be like oh my gosh that's that, that, yeah, that, that's, that's john davidson john to t is isn't that <laughs> like a a... Name. Oh. jonathan <gasps> wait are you jonathan by birth yeah yeah i don't know yeah, but... i had no i had no idea you want to see my birth certificate I yeah, do. Actually, that'd be really cool. Okay. Speaking of birth certificates, uh, Aaron, you have a hack for us, don't you? Yeah. That you're is super the prepared. worst segue ever for gotta do what you gotta do. 
something that has nothing to do with my uh, hack. Uh, okay. I don't know. I felt like it flowed really well. This hack is for all of you program directors out there who um, this kind of has to do with uh, how you're training your counselors for how to deal with uh, lost campers. Uh, something we all train uh, our counselors for, and it's a, kind of an important deal, right? Uh, the Don Johnson gave an important and valuable story about his lost camper. Uh, this is a way that we've dealt with it in the past, and if you like it, you can make some sort of version of it yourself. So uh, just a quick summary of it. During staff training uh, for our camps, we would basically quadrant out the camp. So quadrants one, two, three, and four, and each counselor was assigned to it. And you teach them how to sweep, how to look for a lost camper, what to do, and how long you wait until you call you know, police, that kind of thing, yada, yada, yada. Well, a way that we found that was great to implement said training and they let them actually get some hands-on experience with this without actually having to lose a camper we did something called the lost sheep drill and so we would train them and then we would wait a, we would wait a few days <laughs> Ooh, sheep. Um, we would wait a few days and uh then one evening after the counselors had gone to bed the program staff would take our yearly ritual and walk around the property and we would place cones and these cones had note cards with various situations on them. Like, you find Johnny Cone with a leg that definitely looks broken. What do Ugh. you do? Or you find Emily Cone. She is face down in the leaves. She is breathing, but she is unconscious. Or you find Billy Cone. He is crying and hugging his knee, saying he wants to go home. You find Johnny Cone, and he is out looking for wildlife and wants to find a pet raccoon, things Same. like that. Um, so you you place these around camp in these certain quadrants, usually three per quadrant is what we did. And then at about 1, 1.30 in the morning, you go and you sound the alarm for a lost camper. And then you go and wake up your staff and say, everybody up, meet at the whatever your meeting place is together. Uh, ours was the cafeteria area, the main building there. And we gather them all up. They're very sleepy eyed, um, dressed and ready to go, not looking happy with us at all. And we would say, you have lost campers in your quadrant. Please get into your sections and go find them. You have three campers per quadrant. We will be timing you on how fast you can find all of them. Go. We would then wait. We would wait, and they would. Um, we had radios that they would radio us and say, "We found, you know, you know, Billy Cone or Johnny Cone." And we would say, "All right, tell us what's happening." They would describe the situation. We would have them then tell us what they are doing uh, to resolve the situation. Um, and we would say, "Okay, that sounds good. Good plan." Or say, "You know, I'm not sure that's correct. Why don't you talk with your group and see if what you can do is different?" And then we would send them on their merry way to the next cone. Eventually, the, all the cones were found. And then we would talk. We would quickly debrief it. Usually, let them sleep in the next morning because you know we're not trying to kill our counselors. Um, but it was always good. Yeah. And um, it was it was a good training opportunity, but also just a good bonding experience for the staff. So we've always found it to nice. be very helpful. It means that everybody has to congregate at the you know cafeteria, or the Shalom Center, and they get there. They're all sleepy, groggy eyed, and we say we've got lost campers. You guys need to find them. You are being timed. We'll see how long it takes you. And they go look for the Cone family. Um, and it usually, and then the next morning, we let them sleep in because obviously, and we give them usually a pretty good breakfast. Um, but it has been kind of a thing of where like it, you're groggy and you're sleepy. That's usually like the time a camper's going to go missing is in the middle of the night. 
um, for us anyway. And so they would, um, it became kind of a ritualistic thing. You had to you had to change the day, and sometimes you change the time. Um, but it ends up being a great lesson for our counselors of like, what would you do in that situation? And you are being timed, and that does put the pressure on a little bit. Like you don't want to spend the rest of your night for like 45 minutes looking for a kid. And so they come back and then you kind of very briefly debrief it and then you send them back to bed. So it's just worked very well. And it is something of like they bond over as well. Yeah. So it's a lot of benefits to it. There you go. I dig it. Cool. Well, thank you, Aaron, for that hack. That was, that was awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, Who has the story? John. John, do you have a story? Never. No. John, you're Aaron, do you have a story? Do you not have a story, John? Okay. No, no, no. Sweet. Uh, um, yeah. I, Jeff, do you have a story? I don't have a story. Why would I have a story? Sto- I, I did the get to my, know you questions. My story is about lost sheep. So back when I was doing training. Oh, no. You, <laughs> wait. You guys, it, it, it looks like we're getting a call right now. This is really strange. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Oh, Hi. what's up? Hi, are you here to give us a story? Is is that what you're here for? Can you help us? Oh. Save us. Oh, yes, I'll save you. Yes, I'm Katie. Uh, I'm the program director at Camp Medigoshi. Oh. I guess I could have a story for you. Yeah, do you also have three words to describe yourself? Oh, this is so fortunate for us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Story. Um, story. Uh, passionate. And adventurous. Ooh, oh, those are right. good. Well, hopefully this is a passionate story about adventure. I'll work hard at it. <laughs> Much better than beer. <laughs> yes. Uh, you could have adventurous beer. That, ooh, 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 I do like adventurous beer. Pickle beer? You're so eloquent with your storytelling. Oh, I do love pickle beer. <laughs> I try. I'm new to podcasts. <laughs> are you, All right. have, you, have you had pickle beer, Katie? No. Do you like pickles? No. <laughs> Well, I would not recommend pickle beer then. <laughs> that solves that one. All right. No pickle beer. <laughs> well, I think I have a story to tell. Yeah, awesome. We'd love to hear a story. Yes. Yeah, so as program directors, uh, you all know about risk management um, mm. and, and how we teach our staff about risk management. So within risk management, there's so many things that you look at. Um, and the one thing that we really look at is weather. Um, and how to plan for weather. Well, at Matagoshi, um, at Camp Matagoshi, we have a lake. Fun fact, we are actually not on Lake Matagoshi. We are on Pelican Lake. Who that is that the most sense. confusing thing. <laughs> why? Yes. Are so there why? pelicans there? Oh, I can get more confusing. Wait, but, uh, wait are there pelicans? <laughs> yes. That's yeah. Question. yeah, you'll find a pelican there. But we're called Camp Matagoshi on oh. Pelican Lake. Yes, confusing. Cool. What a name. Yes. So within Pelican Lake, it's actually a really small lake. Um, there's one family that lives there and a small like state park campground that's you just tent on. Um, and then us. So we cover most of the lake. Um, so within that, we like to canoe and do all the things um, where there's not boats on the water. So we're mm-hmm. a rustic Bible camp. Fun. Um, so within that, a fun activity for kids to do. Um, is go canoeing across the lake. Again, you could swim across this lake if you're a strong swimmer. I drown halfway through, but I won't try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this lake, picture it small. Uh, but they canoe across the lake, and then they have a picnic 
Well, on this day, um, they chose to race across the lake and then whoever got there first got to, you know, start the picnic first. Well, it started off grand. Um, I was in my office. I, we have passers of the week. And I said, hey, you want to go check out how this race is? So I walked down um, to the beach with our pastor of the week. Um, and we realized there's not enough canoes for everyone. Dang, our leadership staff didn't plan that. Um, <laughs> so within that, I said, hey, Fire. the last five campers, why don't you hop in the pontoon with me and I'll take you in the past of the week and we'll go watch this race from the water. Um, again, let's set the scene again, small lake. We do this all the time. We got lifeguards already on the water taking care of this. Risk management, it's a calm day. Um, Again, it's a calm day. Um, so we're in the pontoon. We're almost halfway across the lake. Um, you also can't go fast in this lake. So we're like going a little bit slower than the canoes. Um, it's a calm day. Did I say that? Um, you might have once or twice. Might have said Wait, that. Great. What was the weather like that day? A very <laughs> calm day. Okay. okay. Um, so within that, we're halfway across the lake. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the wind picks up. Um, and it is like white cap city. These are like seventh graders. They don't know how to canoe. That's why it was fun to watch them. It, there's now white caps everywhere. And I look over and there's a small, tiny bay. Um, and all 20 canoes are in the bay. And I'm like, fun. They can't get out of the bay. They're stuck. I'm in a pontoon. Campers are in the bay with white caps and it is now treacherous windy Ooh. what would you do die i would just yeah. die yeah Aaron hates water i don't know if he knew that but he this is my worst case scenario oh yes if you oh. added if you had freshwater sharks in there i'm done so Aaron, what would you do this is like your nightmare what would oh, you my. do oh not work at camp metagoshi <laughs> on the pelican that's what it's a small lake Calm, um, calm yeah, lake. yeah, small lake. No, there's no such thing. Um, they're giant oceans of death. Um, <laughs> so I would. Oh my god, I have no freaking clue. I don't work in water. Like I'm from Texas. Like, Challenge yourself. Come on, you can do it. Did, All right, did fine, I remind fine. you that you can't How? hear anymore because there's so much wind that you can't hear 20 feet across mm. from you? Cool, cool. No, yeah. you mentioned that's. that's I love this. That's um, every day for me. Real quick, real, I thought of this real quick. For those listening that don't know where this is, where, like, what state oh, yeah. are we? Yes, great question. So we're in North Dakota. Take North Dakota, split it in half. We're like a rectangle, if you're wondering. Split it in half, go all the way to the top, and we're basically on the Canadian border. Gotcha. So, yeah. so I and I knew that. So I'm assuming there's still ice there because you're basically at the North Pole at this point. Pretty, pretty I much. Would find, still the ice age there. I, I would definitely – okay, here's what I do. Being from Texas, I would – I assume you're prepared and you have some stuff with you in this pontoon. I would grab my rope. I would form a lasso out of the rope. I would find said pelican from Pelican Lake. <laughs> lasso what... the pelican. Which establishes dominance, obviously. <laughs> then I would have... I can't do this with a straight face. I would... And I would instruct that pelican to take us to the closest uh, iceberg that is in this lake. <laughs> Um, and I would use that and, and start pushing it towards this bay so that people could have refuge. Um, and we could all basically create a new island on this glacier until the, and a new life on this glacier until the winds had subsided. 
there's no need to go back out into the water. That's just stupid. Um, we live here now in the lake, and this is the new society we have created. And that's just, I feel like, you know, sometimes you just have to make do with what you've got, Katie. I really can't see another way outside of this. This is essentially, this is essentially Lord of the Flies, but worse. Yes, pelicans, pelicans can save the day. Yeah. No, pelican. pelican. I just, you just need one. It's not Pelican's Lake, Katie. It's Pelican Lake. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah. You said it's a pretty small lake and that there's only like one other house and it's a, or a park or something on there. So I would uh, just drive the pontoon over to the kids, probably crash into a few canoes because it's choppy water and you can't really do a whole lot about it. But if they're all in a bay, like, I mean, that's a fairly safe place to be. Just, like, pull your canoes up on the shore and then um, being, you know, we got to get the supplies back to camp. Just make them all ported their canoes. They can block themselves from the rain as they're walking. And then they just, like, have a little shelter. And if they get tired and cold, they can just sit down in their canoe and just chill and be like a little hobbit. And rest. <laughs> <laughs> little hobbit. Yeah, yeah. You got to make them work. Like Hobbit campers. It's the, the it was a challenge to get across the lake. So now this is a new challenge. So like don't just make it easy for them to rescue them with a pelican. Like make them work to get back to camp. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously never lassoed a pelican there, Jeff. No. If you never. think it's easy. I'm not from Texas. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's just a sport we do. Got <laughs> the rodeo. First the hog tie, then the pelican lasso competition. <laughs> Um, so there's a bumper sticker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll make that note. Lassoing a pelican. (laughs) So, Cal, I think the first thing I would do is you said that they were bad at canoeing, right? They're just not great at it. Oh, yes. Maybe five of them out of, like, the 40 had actually canoed before. Okay. So first things first, get rid of the canoes. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me children jump into the water there problem solved they you said you could swim across the lake yeah easy maybe okay. i can't but you could right <laughs> get them out of the canoes hey head back up to the to the beach we'll have some hot dogs maybe a beer or two you're good <laughs> i'm pretty sure we nailed it katie i think you did we got beers and pelican and Hobbits. Hobbit. And Hobbits. Hobbit. There we Capers, go. Yeah. Little forks. We nailed it. Is that a Lord of the Rings thing? <sighs> yeah. I'm yeah, hurting, my, hurting so, my soul. I'm dying to know, Katie, what happened? Yes, what happened? Well, um, we didn't have a Hobbit. We didn't have a Pelican. And we didn't have beer. Um, but what did happen, again, it's a small bay, like you said. Um, we, they all have life jackets. They're good to go. Um, <laughs> not really. Um, there I'm, was imagining, like, th- I'm imagining you as a you know supervisor of these children, like you're fine. <laughs> you've you're got fine. a life jacket. You no, know, they weren't jacket. fine. Um, you, but... should be air- you should be a stewardess <laughs> of an airplane. You've got <laughs> rotation devices. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, and they had a life uh, guard with them. So what I did is I actually drove the pontoon back to camp. Um, and I went and got our waterfront director to start implementing our waterfront policies when things happen. Um, and so he started implementing that and I started um, things on shore. What could I do from shore? 
Um, and I phoned the rest of the lifeguards that happened to be counseling, and I said, hey, we need to help you to help at Waterfront. Um, so they all kind of went in, into action and did what they were supposed to do. Um, in the meantime, we actually drove our bus uh, to the small campground um, to pick up the kids eventually. Um, and in the meantime of all of that craziness happening and making sure stuff happened, um, the risk management from the beginning, um, and somehow we trained our counselors amazingly um, in that time. We didn't know what was happening, but all the counselors that were in the canoes with the campers, they were actually imagining they were in the rainforest. <laughs> and they were pulling themselves with the weeds close to shore. So now it's a game for all the campers. And so the campers <laughs> were having a joyous time while I was panicking, trying to stay calm, making sure they were safe. Um, but the campers pulled themselves to the nearest shore with the weeds and imagined they were in a rainforest. Um, so go counselors, you rock. That is so funny and so creative. So creative. Never would have thought of it. Um, but they eventually got on our bus at the little small campground site because that was closer to the bay than our actual camp. We didn't hob it all the way back oh, in the rainstorms. Um, and they got back to camp. Out. And we, you know, did a head count, made sure everyone was there. But campers had a grand old time. Staff probably did not. But it was a fun adventure. We were in a rainforest, not a hobbit land. That's so funny. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Katie, do you have any like fun things going on at Metagoshi for this coming year that you want to share with our audience here? Yes, that's a great question. We have lots of fun things because it's camp. Um, just go to camp. Uh, but I think our most exciting thing is that because of the pandemic and COVID, we are actually going to have a full staff again um, and full programming. So some programs we didn't do last year, we're going nice. to bring back. Because, um, you know, we know a little bit more about life and we can figure out ways <laughs> to do it. So come back. We have all of our programs. <laughs> awesome. Well, good. Uh, thank yeah. you, Katie, so much for being on and for sharing a story. We were very unprepared. So thank you for saving us there. Um, sure. Yeah. Cheers. Your story definitely will not give me nightmares. I think the Pelicans might have saved the day, but yes, thank you. Well, <laughs> Texas is so damp, though. I'm surprised you haven't been through a situation like this. Damp on land. We still have land. <laughs> I, I can jump in puddles all day long. There's no fish in puddles. Yeah, if no. there are, they jump out real easy. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening in this week. We appreciate it. Oh, hang on. What? Um, you guys, we're getting another call really quick here. Another one? Yeah. Um, hello? 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 Hi. Oh, there's hello? two people here. Hi. I'm really hello? confused. I don't Hi. understand. Hi. Who is this? Yeah, who are you? Well, I'm Maggie, and I'm calling from Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp. Uh, I'm the program director of our Compass Points and our day camp programming out here. And I have my friend Hannah on the phone. Hi, everybody. My name is Hannah, and I serve as the program director at Good Earth Village in Minnesota. And, um, yeah, we're calling in. We're doing a little... Um, International calling. No, not international. international. Oh, no, we, we can't afford that. Please don't. Please don't. All right. You guys distance, know Minnesota you know. all the way from Africa? Little long distance. <laughs> a very long distance. Wow. Oh my all gosh, right. that's so exciting. Yeah. Do you have a story for us, maybe? We do have a story. But could you give us three words to describe yourself first? Sure. Uh, uh, the words that I came up with are granola sunflower and dancer 
if you mm. want me to explain, I can. But if we just want to be with that, sit with that. What kind of dancer? Um, well, I dance Lindy Hop, which no one knows what that is. So you made that word up. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Google <laughs> it. Okay. I'm googling it. I'm literally we're literally in front of computers here. <laughs> Space hop. Lindy okay. hop? Is that what you said? Yeah. It's the first thing that came oh up my gosh. was Lindy hop. I'm not googling it. Dancing in giant pants. Wow. Really? Yeah. They, uh, oh, when, I know what this is. Yeah, okay. That's when real. I first started at Rainbow Trail, uh, one of the other program directors uh, described me as the girl with the big pants. So I think that kind of makes sense. <laughs> wow. On the nose there, John. Amazing. Hmm. Right, what, about, you, what about you, Hannah? Do you have three <laughs> words to describe yourself? Yeah. Yeah, my three words. So I really align with my astrological sign of being a Libra. So that would be one. And then um, hammock and naps would be my other two. Or you could just combine them. I'm sorry, what was the second hammock one? Naps. Yeah, please. Hammock yeah. or hammocks. Hammock. I know what a hammock is. Hammock. A hammock ham ham is a cut of ham. <laughs> the Minnesotans will rule. No, it's, a, it's a big controversy in, in the camp world. I have never heard a hammock? <laughs> a hammock. Never yeah. heard hammock? No, because I'm a civilized human being that calls it a hammock. It's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> hammock hammock. pronunciation. Well, and then, okay, I typed on Google, hammock and pronunciation. <laughs> the next Google search was in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Gondola. I'm, my mind is blown. Good gondola. gondola. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a good mix right there. That was good. Well, um, Maggie and Hannah, do you guys have a story for us then, since you're calling in here? Yeah, actually, we, uh, we've been talking a little bit today about a story that we could tell you guys. Um, and it just so happens that Hannah and I were both leadership uh, on summer staff together at Voyagers Lutheran Ministries uh, back in the day when we were summer camp counselor. Well, we were leadership, but, you know, um, back in that side of the camp world. Um, and that. So Voyagers Lutheran Ministries is two camps up in northern Minnesota. We were at Vermilion, which is on Lake Vermilion, which is way the heck up north. Um, we kind of call it the boundary, boundary waters. So not in the boundary waters, but a couple mm -hmm. lakes away. Mm -hmm. um, I so, appreciate that that camp is named after the lake it's on. Yeah, it makes sense. That, yeah. that makes a lot more yes. sense. Yeah. How many pelicans were on that camp? I, I, I don't <laughs> know. Probably I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. Our other Voyagers Lutheran Ministries camp is Camp Hiawatha, and that's on what lake is that, Anna? Deer, Hiawatha? Deer Lake. Deer Lake. So that's <laughs> no, Deer uh, Lake. <laughs> yeah, lots of deer in that lake. In the lake? Swimming deer? <laughs> in the lake, yeah. Swimming with that the sounds even more like terrifying. A casual activity. Could be fun. <laughs> a bunch of damp deer. <laughs> So our story comes from back, way back in the day. Um, and we've given a little bit of backstory already. So northern Minnesota, boundary, boundary waters, kind of remote. Um, hammock. hammock. You know, <laughs> if you know anything about the boundary waters, you know that storms can be pretty detrimental um, up there. And when you're running a camp uh, with already limited access, Storms can kind of hurt you. And uh, Hannah and I 
witnessed this firsthand. Uh, one other thing that kind of is unique with VLM is at least at that point we had, um, we were the leadership of Vermilion and there was separate leadership at Hiawatha, the other camp. And our program director kind of bounced back and forth. Um, and I don't know if it's changed since then how they do their leadership, but um, Hannah was essentially the top gun, the top notch, the head honcho. Uh, oh, Hannah. <laughs> and I, I was movie. her her tier, her next tier down. Like and we, sidekick. Yeah, yeah. And we oh, kind of worked man. together to um, overcome obstacles. And Hannah's going to tell you about one night in particular that was a, one day. That was an obstacle. Yeah. A whole day. <laughs> yeah, right. one day. Yeah, so... That night, we had a really horrible thunderstorm, and um, we woke up the next morning to trees um, dropping. They fell on our electrical lines, and so we were out of electricity and plumbing, um, which we find out. And so um, we also find out that it's going to be the hottest day of the summer, like hitting 100 degrees, hot for Minnesota. It gets 100 degrees up there? It sure does, <laughs> especially on the day terrible. that you lose power and water. <laughs> exactly. Oh Only on those days um, it gets that hot. Um, yeah, so we lost electricity and didn't have any plumbing. And, you know, for, for some camps, this is like their typical day-to-day life is no plumbing, no electricity. Um, but our campers, um, our site was pretty used to having plumbing and electricity. So um, we were a little like caught off guard by that during the day. And so um, at breakfast, um, our leadership team gathered and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And also our program director wasn't here on site that day. Typical, like, here we go. We're the ones that have to make decisions for the day. Um, So we were... That would help me a lot. Yeah. Do we ask them what to do now? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So how would you spend your day? What would you do if you had no electricity, plumbing, and it's the hottest day of the summer? Just a quick question. Is there water around? We have one yes, water tank in yeah. also the big lake, but we have a tank, like a water tower, oh, yeah. but yeah, not a ton of water thing. in it. Like I'm, you can watch the level. Oh yeah, I'm not asking about to go play in the water. I'm asking like, can they drink water? I thought you asked about playing in the water. It's like they're on a lake. We established no. that. Do they have drinking water? They said they didn't have plumbing. Who cares about that? Yeah. Well, that so, would help yeah. the plumbing too. Humans do, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you want to talk about the water tank? Yeah. So we had like a water tank, like a mini water tower, yeah. but you could see through it. So you knew exactly how much there was all day and it started full. Um, so if that answers your question. What? Yeah, it's like it's clear or like yeah, opaque. Kind of clear. Opaque. <laughs> good word. That's a good word. Is that the word? Okay. It's like kind of. Yeah. Sure. And that's our that's word of the day today. <laughs> All right. Bumper okay. sticker literally is going to be a translucent <laughs> water tank. <laughs> All right. Um, who wants to go first? Not me. Oh, Jeff does. All right, what I would do this day is, you know what, like, it's hot, you might as well embrace it, so the kids are going to be miserable, why not make them more miserable? So I would uh, make this, like, camp cleaning day, like, we're going to (laughs) move all the beds around camp, we're going to get in every nook and corner and just, like, clean everything, so that when the power does come back on and, like, they get all that back, they'll be even more thankful for it, you know? They'll be like, it'll just... 
camp will look beautiful. The kids will be exhausted. They'll sleep well that night and they'll be really happy that they got water. This is so like Israelites marching in the <laughs> desert for 40 years kind of mentality. Yeah. yeah, you know. They'll appreciate the promised land more if I make them suffer. Yeah. I I don't I don't see what's wrong with that. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I was right the last time, so. <laughs> Jeff is uh, always right. John, what would you do? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, you better think of something. <laughs> Good answer. All right, power's out. Nobody has plumbing. Nobody has a bucket. Right? No buckets? What? When we have buckets. Come yeah. this conversation? All right, so we, we do have buckets. Bucket. Yep. Plumbing is fine then. Um, <laughs> no electricity. <laughs> oh, what would you do? Go on a hike. Go see nature. You don't need electricity for that, right? Go on a hike. That's Did it. you just ask us? <laughs> all day, like all day hike. All day hike. In 100 degrees. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, I feel like they're judging your answer. Wear a hat. I'm sorry, this is I so think good. someone's wrong. Yeah, we're just, we're giving some supportive tips to, no. like, to guide you. Wear a hat, wear sunscreen. Hike close to the water. I don't know. A water hike. Water this, this is a terrible situation. <laughs> I think that's the point of the story. Oh, I have God. nothing else. <laughs> wow. Jared. Man, I think you, this is you, the first time John's been speechless. I know. I've never seen that before. Kudos. I hate, I hate hot. <laughs> I don't do well in hot. Man, do not come to Texas in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> It's hot and damp. <laughs> it's true. I can't even. I can't even give him grief about it. Um, what do you got, Aaron? Oh, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Um, well, I think first and foremost, you want to keep the mentality of the campers and the counselors positive, right? Um, it's going to be really easy to get negative in this situation. Um, like I said, I asked about the water. Um, so keeping people hydrated is number one. Even if you're hot and it sucks, it really does. But, um, you know, it's the weather and sometimes it happens and we just got to stay hydrated and make the most of it. So I'll try to do my best to give a serious answer. I think I think you're going to try to essentially try to keep some of your main activities the same. You're still going to do Bible studies. You're still going to do um, fun stuff and do all your things, but you're, you won't have power. So try to do the best you can. Um, I don't really know what amenities and facilities you guys have. But the the hiking thing isn't too terrible, but like not doing an all day hike and like finding places in the shade and going inside and taking some rest just as best you can. Um, even talking about doing some camping type activities um, and doing things like that, I would stay away from anything too strenuous. So like tag games are always fun, but not when you're miserable and have no way to shower and, you know, take care of yourselves. Um if you really want to, you could try to end that night. If it's not back on by that evening, try to make a hammock party. I can't even say it right. Um, you just, you know, set up some hammocks and stuff and try to try to make the best of it and keep positive. And, and under and like, no one's going to pretend that this doesn't suck, right? Like, hey, we don't have power or plumbing. This is terrible. But we're all going to keep try to keep a positive attitude because we're all in here this together. And we're going to make a memory out of today. And forever from now, you will talk about the day that you survived a day at camp with no power and no plumbing and you still had fun 
That's definitely wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, just send him home because it's just a terrible day and give up. Whatever. <laughs> so what'd you do? We have to know. Yeah, yeah, those are all really good, good responses. We're all really good. Even mine. (laughs) I don't know if that's actually true. I think we ended up doing a lot, a lot of things. Um, So maybe we just list a cut, like list them off between us. But uh, first and foremost, we named the day Drought Day, and uh, (laughs) yeah, it's down in history at Camp Vermilion. Drought Day. So we chanted, we cheered, Drought Day. And uh, you, that that helped more. You chanted. Out. You chanted. Does that drought mean that the day drought, <laughs> drought day, day drought? I just day. want to point out if there was any visitors anywhere, anyone who could overhear you, that is the creepiest <laughs> thing to ever. hear. <laughs> like that's terrifying. They brought on this weather. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in a house in a remote area is hearing these kids chant, and they're like, "I don't have power or plumbing. What have they done to me? This is how I go." <laughs> Yeah, so we ended up doing pretty much everything in the water that day. Um, so we started the day with a water worship, um, splashed around, um, and then um, we did like Bible study in the water. We played games in the water. Really tried to keep the kids in the water as much as possible that whole day. Like they just pretty much turned into like prunes at the end of the day. They were just like soaking up that water. Um, yeah, and then, um, <laughs> mind you, yeah. uh, while this is happening, our freezers are melting. Um, <laughs> so a couple mm-hmm. cool things that happened there was our Ice kitchen cream. staff really jumped on getting all of our stuff down to uh, parishes that like partner with us and yeah. they stored nice. our stuff for us. But we also had a really fun time in the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> and How much ice out. cream can you eat, campers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it was one, sometimes it was two, sometimes it was three, and then we went right back into the water, uh, which ended in, you know, a couple tummy aches, but we didn't (laughs) waste that. How many popsicles did you eat? 17. (laughs) Right. All before noon, this was happening, you know, just filling that up with ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream way before noon. Yeah. Because it was melting. You know, we had to eat it really fast. We didn't know what was going to happen to the ice cream. So, yeah. So um, yes. yes. Per the, camper, how many frozen treats they had, what would you average that out to be? Three. Three. I would say three. Three awesome. and a half. I think I had like seven that morning. I had so much ice cream. <laughs> we were just like eating it up. We're, we're like, like, oh, we yeah. got to do what we got to do. It'll go bad. It's a waste. Better in your body. Did anyone? <laughs> Better in your body. <laughs> Better in your body. Sticker. Better in your body. I'm going to have a kid crying and eating an ice cream cone (laughs) and someone saying, better in your body. That was the next thing we chanted. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm a good enough artist to implement the vision I have for this. Uh, I believe in you. Like hovering over a child. (laughs) Better in your body. Better. Mm -hmm. And they're just like... (laughs) Drought day, drought day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the other thing we added to make the day even more fun was we added an outhouse challenge. So since we couldn't flush oh, no. any toilets, um, there's a lot of theory. outhouses. 
Yeah, <laughs> he needed some toilets after this. So we were grabbing buckets. Um, each kid got buckets. a bucket. <laughs> Wait, they had their personalized own bucket. <laughs> All right, kids, put your name on the bucket so you don't lose it. So that's yeah, don't share your bucket. Don't share your bucket. A three-seater outhouse named Precious Moments, though. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was like double nope, points. Nope, nope, wrong, wrong, wrong. Say <laughs> no, not. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the outhouse challenge was was pretty fun for the kids to try that day to hit up all those outhouses. The double seaters, triple seaters, it's all fun. So who named it? I went yeah. to the outhouse four times. Only used my bucket twice. <laughs> <laughs> now, why did you name that outhouse Precious Moments? That's actually a good question. That's before our yeah. time. I think. That was way before. Yeah. I don't know why it's called Precious Moments. You know, or who named it. Okay. Literally, as soon as I heard that on camp, that would have been the only question I would have asked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could have proceeded to work until I knew. Well, maybe you know if you sat down with three of your friends, you know, or two of your friends, three. Yeah, you would get to experience like, once you Once you experience Precious Moments, you know. You know, my mom collects precious huh. moments, and now i got to find one. <laughs> so, yeah, draft day lasted, lasted a couple days. Oh, no. Uh, that was – wait, what? <laughs> yeah, not just one day. <laughs> we thought it was going to be one day, <laughs> and then it lasted till Friday. So it started on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. When did, but, your, did your camp end on a Friday or Saturday? It ended on Wednesday. It's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> It ends Friday, so. So they went home without electricity or plumbing? (laughs) Yeah. Honey, it started off great. Ended kind of crappy. Yeah, Mickey and I were, like, talking through the day, and, like, both of us couldn't really remember, like, how it really ended, or, like, we were missing some parts to the the drought days because we just sort of were getting kind of, yeah. We were super dehydrated. Oh yeah. yeah but we do remember a lot of sandwich bars between wednesday and friday like maybe we only ate sandwiches for the rest of the week yeah what breakfast would you lunch do dinner for a Klondike <laughs> bar? that's where it comes from <laughs> so i do have an important question to like a, a semi-serious how did that go for the week like for your campers like how yeah. was that received how did they take the week how did it end that kind of thing i think some were like a little cranky about not having showers but Overall, I do think there's like a top-down um, mentality thing that if Hannah and I are like, woohoo, drought yeah. day, let's yeah. make it cool, drink water, that's the only thing you can do with our fresh water, we're, it's for your water bottles, and we're going to play all day in the water, and I don't know, I think that they felt like they were a part of, you know, you know, like I survived drought day 2016, yeah. I don't remember. Um, 20-something. Yeah. I think morale was pretty high. That's a good t-shirt. That's good. That's good. No, I think that's, and that's what I was kind of hoping to hear and stuff. But yeah, attitude starts from the top and like you are, it sets the environment. So I think that was critical and kudos to you guys for making the most of that and letting it be memorable for those campers. Um, I mean, just, just thinking about these stories and like, if this would have happened to me at home, like my dad would have said, go out and mow the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) But if it happened to me at camp, like, no. It's drought day. We're super excited about this. I'm using a bucket all day. It's got my name on it. Like, <laughs> best day of my life. 
That's Camp awesome. can make any day so amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool story, guys. Thank nice. you. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a fun thing happening at your camp for this year that you want to share with our audience as well? Um, yeah. Uh, well, we still haven't made a decision about the summer yet. Mm-hmm. Um, our board is still having, um, you know, some conversations about it. But um, we know we're going to add a lot more family camps this summer to help nice. keep the pods together um but yeah it really depends on the vaccine um and that access for our summer staff but um we're thinking of some creative ideas and um, doing some more virtual programming but yeah in in a month or so i'll be able to share a little bit more about what we're going to be doing awesome uh remote trail actually ran last summer for um a decent amount five successful weeks um so we're planning on 10 again or going into 10 next summer so um wish us luck with that um i run our compass points program which is our high adventure backpacking program as one of the two programs that i run um and one really cool thing that i'm just super jacked about is um and i think maybe would be the most interesting to your listener base i don't really know um but we are partnering with abide which is the small um the small group uh elca young adults yeah small groups is that yeah um and we are doing an abide backpacking trip. Um, so in like the beginning awesome. of August, we're getting young adults. We're hoping to do some ministering to young adults rather than having them do all the, the work. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to bring them in and uh, have so a speaker. You're, so you're working with Savannah. You're working with Savannah Sullivan. Yes, and Daniel uh, is awesome. Daniel Kirschbaum is my roommate, and uh, he. <laughs> also does a lot of work with abide so um he kind of made that connection for me um i hope to meet daniel sometime (laughs) yeah that's a good dude um so yeah i mean if there's any young adults out there who are looking to get into the rocky mountains um yeah awesome i'm really excited that's super awesome cool 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 cool. that's cool Cool. um hannah i want to put you back on the spot one more time really quick is there another (laughs) yeah big thing that's happening that you've had a lot of involvement <laughs> you might want to share yeah yeah this is really <laughs> exciting um so Lutheran Outdoor Ministries is having a app coming out soon um Ooh. called Camp Match um and this app is um a recruiting tool for our summer camps um Ooh. and um it will be accessible um for potential um, summer staff applicants to download, and it will help them um, swipe through different camp profiles to discern what camp would fit best for them. Um, so that is launching yes. in a couple weeks, and yeah. um, so that I'm is really so excited. awesome. <laughs> you can always swipe right with LOM. <laughs> <laughs> please, please make it a T-shirt. <laughs> Yes, we will. We will get t-shirts. I need for that, that to be a meme on the LOM Facebook page. You can always swipe right with LOM. <laughs> that is ridiculous. John, you're a creative genius. Nice. Uh, not as creative as that app. That sounds amazing. Yeah, a very yeah thanks. App. Yeah, we're really excited. And the idea came from, you know, a um gathering with other program directors late at night with some beers, and that's one of the best creative plans come out so some of my better ideas yeah you're literally talking about how this podcast started (laughs) (laughs) and is continuing yeah yeah somehow 
All right. Well, thank you both uh, for joining on. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I guess this is another episode of this one. Yeah. Time of Summer Camp. Thank you all for um, Man, I can't listening believe... this week. Yeah, we've had so many, <laughs> many great guests and stories. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Hang on. You guys. You know what? Just... I... Go ahead. What do you have, Aaron? Nothing. I just wish I, for once, I could talk to Daniel and yeah. meet that. Well, he sounds who is cool. this Daniel Funny. guy? I keep hearing We're about. We're getting another call right now. Hello. What? Hello. Is Wait, this who? this one time at summer camp? Yeah. Who is this? Uh, my name's Daniel Kirschbaum. Oh. Jeff- Holy freaking crap! John and Aaron, living legend. Z. Oh. Daniel Kirschbaum. That hey. sounds a little dramatic, but that works well with I know me, you. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I do know you. Yeah, hey, your voice. <laughs> um, Jeff, you've had a connection to Daniel this whole time, and you haven't told us sorry. that is garbage. My bad. Uh, I, I mean, I Jeff has a connection to me, but I have a connection to both of you, <gasps> whether that's known or unknown. Ooh, let's hear it. Jeff was my counselor, uh, uh, and kind of, I mean, loosely, but like, so I worked, I worked as a summer staffer for four and a half years, three of which of which were the three of the better years were the years that Jeff was my boss and program director. So that's my du- pretty direct connection to Jeff. And then I worked for one summer as like a weird in-between summer staff and full-time staff. I don't know what I was uh, at mm. Lutherdale where Jeff was also the program. <laughs> he just followed me around. I did do that. My connection to Aaron is uh, that um, Savannah Sullivan is one of my favorite people, but Sarah Weaver is also one of my favorite people slash yeah. my employee. So uh, I work with Sarah a decent amount. So I, that's my connection to Aaron. It was that I have mutual friends. That's awesome. And my connection to John is oh really goodness. a connection to all three of you. It's really not that exciting. I built it up. Oh, that it's just right. that I think if there was like a level of super fan for this podcast, I think that I would rank somewhere in like a platinum <laughs> level. <laughs> and I, uh, de- I definitely am behind quite a few episodes, but uh, it's been quite a bit of my time listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's what we love to hear and uh john you're the only one i don't know uh in any sort of like even mutual friend way and so uh i think that by fault makes you the funniest you might be the funniest but oh he uh, is there's no there's no contest he's 100 percent the funniest it's it's exciting to get to speak funniest looking (laughs) well you call your mustache burn but daniel do you have three words to describe yourself yeah, and kind of in the theme of it's all a sham, I'll just share that Jeff asked me to prepare these three words ahead of time. Oh! And I'm, I'm only saying that because I think it's important for you to know that I texted two Snapchat groups of my friends asking <laughs> for help with those three words. And I just want to recommend to anyone listening that they do that like once a month because it was the most uplifting oh of my oh. week. I think it was really that's a camp hack right I, there. I think my results would be highly different than yours. Daniel. Well, I mean, there was definitely some like uh, some sass going on. And, <laughs> um and I have, uh, I'll share those while I share those three words. I mean, not all of them, but um, welcoming is uh, the first one I put. Hospitality is important to me. Um, I'm going to say direct. Uh, I had Some <laughs> words that people used were uh, brutally honest, abrasive, and assertive, but I'm going to say direct <laughs> is the words I'm going to use. Um, you know, and some, then, people, some people just say mean, Daniel. Some people sure. just... <laughs> but it, it's usually not mean. It's usually just like, Honest. Honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's the other person's problem if it felt mean, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyone listening who knows me is like, wow, there it is. (laughs) And my third word is invested. Some may say overly invested, but invested (laughs) nonetheless. Invested in what? Everything. Basically anything that I do. uh, Like Google? You go go, go into it like 100%. Yeah, sometimes like to my own. De- I'll just share my quick a quick overview of my fall, which is that um, our offices. So I'm the I didn't say this. I'm the director of retreat ministries at Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp. It's my full time job. Uh, we our registrar, which is another full time job, left in July, and I'm still doing that job in addition to my full time job. I uh, chaired the LOM auction committee. I am uh, working part time for ELCA Young Adult Ministries and their Abide program. And I'm doing full-time seminary. So just like a little, you know, over-invested is maybe a semi-correct. Yeah. Where Sounds are you going like to seminary? Great Saturday. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm at Warburg Lutheran. I'm just, I'm doing their one-year MA. I almost said just. Ooh. And uh, wow. their, admissions, their admissions person, Jackie, who I love dearly, would have yeah. been. Yeah. Jack, Jackie's good people. She is. So it is an awesome program so. to theologically educate folks who are maybe not interested in a roster leadership track or who are maybe interested but don't want to dive in yet awesome yeah so do you have a story to share with us i do have a story to share with you um so i am going to share the story of my very first week as a summer staff member my first week as an employee ever at a a lutheran outdoor ministry site i was 18, I had left uh, my parents' house, living there full time, uh, like three weeks before this. I guess two weeks, because staff training is only two weeks long. So, um, and it was at Sugar Creek Bible Camp. Jeff was not the program director that year. It was his kind of gap year in his Sugar Creek time period. Um, yeah, so it was my first week ever. I, uh, um, as someone who was my pseudo counselor, could tell you was probably overly confident in my uh, assuming the role as a uh, uh, first year staff member. I will say like staff and training leader and training programs for high schoolers are both like really awesome at equipping leaders and really terrible (laughs) for those people who become first year staff members because there's just a a tinge more confidence than they should actually have. But uh, (laughs) okay, it's true. Honesty. So true. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm in my first week. Um, we get in our cabin assignments. And the first week, again, this is like a weird, um, I, I feel like whoever designed this program schedule just wanted to haze every staff member ever. But it is the reality. The first week of camp at Sugar Creek every year is a confirmation week. Oh, man. And uh for those of you who know, like all of you in this call, confirmation students are usually forced to go to camp, or at least some of them are, because it's a requirement of their curriculum of mm-hmm. confirmation. And so it's like... So real quick, for those who are listening that might not be of the religious affiliate type sure. of thing, com- confirmation is what we do in some denominations where they it's literally confirming your baptism. You take classes during typically your middle school years. Because um, these are usually denominations that will baptize as infants kind of thing. And so they will mm-hmm. confirm your baptism and you review type, basically some of the founding principles of not only what it means to be a Christian, but maybe even more particular to your denomination. So for Lutherans, we have like a book called The Small Catechism that we go over and things like that. And so usually part of that is going to camp for a week and they call it confirmation camp. So Yeah. 
but... confirmation camp is the first week it's uh fine but kind of hard and um yeah kids don't want to be there so we get our assignments and there are four cabins in my village where a village system decentralized for those of you who don't know we don't hang out as a whole camp altogether we hang out with just our 40 kids in four cabins sometimes that's two or three cabins but um a, a full week would be four cabins usually four counselors well the reality of this week and kind of Sugar Creek's just program flow is they have less kids in the beginning of the summer and more kids towards the end of the summer. That's just how registration ends up working out. And so this year, the solution was to have doubled up counselors, like co-counselors for the first week to help new people like kind of have a support person in their cabin. I, so th there are two guy cabins in our in our group, my friend Zach, who I'm really good friends with still, was also a, a high schooler. He had been a staff in training, not with me, but uh, kind of knew him. And we were both paired up with two like pretty goofy guys. And so it was, I ended up playing bad cop all week, which I don't really love doing. And there were six staff associated with this village. This is now Wednesday, nope, Tuesday, Tuesday, probably. We're going on a canoe trip. It is my, uh, they came Sunday. So it's my third day with kids. On Sunday, um, we get uh, our kids who don't want to be there. Um, one of them tells all of us that he will be referring to us as counselor one, two, three, four, five, and six, because he doesn't want to learn our names because he doesn't want to be there. Uh, anyway, so, you know, we're really getting along with these kids. It feels like there's great morale in the cabin. Uh, we go canoeing. I like canoeing. I enjoy canoeing. Um, it's a passion of mine. And I will just say that this specific year, we uh, our canoe training was for all of us to go on a canoe trip together. Um, some staff sat in the middle or front of these canoes and never had practiced steering a canoe. Um, or some staff never had a paddle in their hands during the course of this training. Um, and not all of us, mind you, are like assigned to be like leading the trip. Some of us are just on it as staff, but but just good information to have. And on most of our all of our canoe trips, um, there are two lifeguards, one in the back and one in the front of the train of canoes. This summer, the Mississippi was too high to canoe on. And our backup canoe, that is a really popular canoe in that area, of or river in that area of Wisconsin, is the Kickapoo River. And uh, in most places, the Kickapoo River is about three feet, four feet deep. You can stand up in it. Um, in very few sections, but in some sections, the Kickapoo River is like 10 feet deep. Not many, but it, it happens. So the kind of toss-up of the Kickapoo, though, is that it's really windy, you don't have visibility, if you, especially with a 40-kid trip, you just don't have visibility of all the canoes at once. But we have six staff that we're going to like write disperse throughout this um, train of canoes. It's going to be okay. We're like stopping periodically to check on people. I have been assigned to be like in the middle boat. So we have two staff that are in the front. Uh, staff, Zach is with our um, village leader. She's the leadership staff in charge of this village. Um, she's also a lifeguard, so they're in the front. I'm in the middle with a co-counselor that's going to be called co-counselor. Uh, we'll give her a name. Logan. Um, Logan. Logan. Okay. Her name is Logan. And uh, Logan and I are in the middle uh, canoe. And I don't know Logan super well. At the end is the two kind of goofy dudes. One of them is a lifeguard that I'm pretty sure I've been assigned to shepherd along this first week of camp, even though it's my first week of camp. Um, whether or not that's true, we don't know. So we're canoeing um, in the first quarter of the canoe trip. Lots of people are stuck. I um, am going around unsticking people. We get to a point where I can only, the only boats that are in my visibility are the boat that I'm in with Logan. 
and the boat in front of me, who are three of my campers. They hit this like tree that is across the river. And the tree essentially has a part of the tree that's parallel to the river, flat across the river, and then part of the tree that's sticking um, just like at an angle about 45 degree angle above it. So it looks it looks like you're looking at a 45 degree angle tree of tree and they run right into it and kind of get stuck. So I yell at them to just hold like don't nobody move, stay still, I'll come unstick them. They do not do that. They panic and start trying to shake their boat off the tree and their boat flips over. Um, I see two boys pop out, not three, and the canoe upside oh. down starts floating down the river. And that's where I'm going to leave it for you. I mean, I just go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got two kids out, one kid unknown. Um, I was really going nowhere with that. Oh, this is the 10 foot deep section of the river. Sorry, I forgot to add that part. Oh, good. The death section. That's cool. So you can just stand on the shoulders of somebody else and <laughs> breathe. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> um, so all the canoeing that I've done has been in a really nice, calm lake. So I'm going to liken that to this situation. Um, you've got your life jacket on. Please stand up in the water. You're fine. <laughs> right? They're in 10-foot yeah. deep water, John. <laughs> <laughs> 10-foot-tall 7th graders. Um, they breed them different in, Ohio, in Idaho. <laughs> God, this is really hard. This is one that I don't... Twice John has been speechless in today's wow. episode. You that blows my mind. Wow. Just situations that I haven't been in. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea what a lifeguard does in this situation, but, like, pull them out, right? Probably guards life, John. <laughs> I'm not going to answer this question well. I feel like this is a situation where I shouldn't open my mouth. <laughs> you know what, John? You you take a breather here. You think about your answer. I'll give I'll give a stupid answer, and that'll help make yours look better. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> um. So, I hate water. I don't know if we know this yet, but yep. I would say as this canoe has I'm, canoe has flipped, and two have arose, and one is still missing. Being the uh, reactive person that I am, I would say, Logan, you got this. And I would dive into the river looking for this missing camper, um, doing like what you see in the movies, probably right. forgetting I have a life jacket on as well and would immediately float to the top of this said river. And I can't dive for anything because I'm not a strong swimmer. And so I would start looking for this camper. My guess is this camper was probably very visible. Um, and I would just float up to the front and then thus creating a separate problem of then the lifeguard having to save me because again, I'm not a strong swimmer. Um, that's probably what I, you know, I don't even know like what I should do. I'm just saying what I would have done because young first year counselor, Aaron was not, smart. Ju he just was not the brightest guy I've ever met. <laughs> All right. You see two, you don't see one. Um, Again, I'm not a lifeguard, so I have no idea what would happen in that situation other than, like, jump into action. Um, I would imagine the worst, first of all, that they're trapped under a log under the water. 
and you have to get in there and figure that out. Don't know how that situation works itself out. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump to great. The kid's already been saved. All of us are there. He's obviously going to be distraught, upset. Emotions were high before. Um, so that's the situation that I would feel more comfortable with. Um, Wait, you'd be more comfortable with everyone's safe and everyone's praising you for saving a child? Really? That's more comfortable? Yes, please. <laughs> um, this is the okay. most uncomfortable I've ever seen John in a story. Now, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna say that this is a situation where I would have relied heavily on the knowledge and the strengths of the lifeguard, and I don't have that. Mm-hmm. That is why I hire lifeguards and people who are meant for those situations. And so, since I don't know what would happen in that situation, I'm gonna turn to Daniel. What did you do in this situation? What? No, Jeff has to answer. I thought Jeff answered. I gave a very horrible answer. He I'll... made up an answer about what Kickapoo stands for. I was texting Aaron was his very last on Pelicans. What out? So the two that came up, like I'm not even going to worry about them. Like they're above water. There's a lifeguard in the front. They're supposed to stop periodically. I'm just going to trust that. Like there's other people trust ahead. Trust the process. Yep. I'm going to let them take care of that, and I'm going to focus on the kid I can't see right now. So. I would, uh, with my paddle, I would say, Logan, you've got this. I think John said the same thing. But to Logan, I would jump out, get to that tree, and use the paddle to help sweep the bottom um, because it adds an extra, like, four or five feet of length to my six-foot person already. And I should be able to, like, search that area a lot quicker. Um, But you got to go to that tree where they were stuck and assume that the kid is stuck there as well maybe but yeah so i jump in the two boys are screaming um i need another fake name here uh aaron i'm gonna say ron because it's part of aaron okay so ron is under the canoe ron's (laughs) under the canoe they're screaming that so i by the time i get up to them so i head up to the canoe i reach under i grab life jacket and i yank ron out from under the canoe i then have ron and i'm pretty close to the other two so we go to a bank. I'm pretty annoyed that this is a spot in the river that you can't touch. And so I get the two of them. I grab them. We go grab some weeds on the side. Conveniently, weeds are helpful. Uh, on the side <laughs> of this river bank. I tell them to hold on. And their canoe starts floating away. So I have them grab. And I very, not loudly, but just like pretty calmly, but pretty forcefully tell them that they need to tell me every detail of the horse ride we went on yesterday. And so I'm like listening for them, three their three voices talking. So I know that everyone's like above water and fine. And I grab the canoe and paddle. I push it to the side and I'm now farther down river than they are. I like wedge it in a tree so that it's going to be fine and flip it over and get the paddles inside it. I then swim up river in the stupid 10 feet water back to them so that I'm with them. And I yell back to Logan. This is the first time I remember that Logan is in existence because it's all happening. <laughs> um, yell back to Logan to bring our canoe up farther so we can all sit inside of it and get to, there's like, I can see like a rocky, not beach, but I don't know what to call them on the Kickapoo, but there's like a little yeah. spot to like kind of land a canoe farther. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, if we can get, if I can get two of them in the boat with Logan and I can get the other boat or something, we'll like get to this rocky beach 
And I'm also like, okay, by now, where are these lifeguards? But maybe by the time Logan gets to us, there'll be two more staff that get up here. Um, boats have been going by this whole time and <laughs> avoiding us. So when I turn around to, to talk to Logan, Logan is uncontrollably sobbing in the boat and will not respond. Oh, no. uh... What I then do is instruct the boys to tell me another story. I swim to Logan. I get, I climb back in the boat. I look at Logan and I really not kindly and really directly said, you need to get it together. And I probably swore right now. We, you don't need to be fine, but you need to stop crying and you need to paddle this boat. And she was pretty mad at me, but she did kind of pull herself together and paddle the boat. And is like still kind of shaking. Uh, we get them. All of a sudden, I hear this like loud animated story being told about cows living in their own poop. And because I'm realizing one of the the boy we put in this boat is like our boy who's really struggling with anger stuff. And so they're, I assume, keeping him occupied. I don't know what. Anyways, they come and I pretty angrily was like, where have you been? And they were like, oh, we saw some cows rolling around in the poop and we wanted to uh, we wanted to look at them. And I'm like, you're the lifeguard. You can't sit and look at these cows. We get everybody back in canoes. We kind of split up the campers amongst the staff. We get back and the whole rest of this trip, which is probably about half of this trip left, we never see another boat. They never stopped. Turns out when we get back, our leadership staff, who is the canoe or the lifeguard on the first boat, they had a girl who like ran into a log or something and she thought she had dislocated her arm or something because she'd done it before or had broken it and they took her word for it and so they like put her in her their boat and like sped to the end of the river so that they could call an ambulance <laughs> to come like check her arm out which ended up being literally completely fine Jeez. but had like not stopped then to like rally the troops at any point along the trip and so we get back and that's all happening. And they're like, what took you so long? And they're so angry at us that we were so late to this <laughs> like point getting back. And I then pretty aggressively yell back what happened. <laughs> <"Where> <laughs> um, anyways, so that was my first week ever as a staff member. God, what a nightmare. It was uh, my third day. Daniel, thank you. That was, I, I think that's also just a good example oh. of worst case scenarios coming up. But literally just doing what you have to do and just try to make the best out of it. It may not be exactly what you would have done now, but it is what it is, right? And so, like, were the kids safe? Were they able to tell the story afterwards? I feel like you did your job, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Daniel, thank you. That was truly incredible. Yeah, what, a, what a song. Oh, man. Do you have anything uh, cool happening at Rainbow Trail that we haven't heard about before that you want to share? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would just say I'm pretty excited that we're going to run 10 weeks of camp. Um, we're going to be at a, sl- a slightly lower capacity just to meet numbers and bubbles and, and keep contact points down for folks. But I currently just put out a couple of family program family weekends for our uh, for the month of February and the month of March. We upped our Wi-Fi so people can school from home or work nice. from home. If that's what they're doing. And, Way to go. Yeah, it's a good time. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for the much. times. Yeah. Thank you. And well, thanks for calling in and sharing a lovely story with us. But yeah, if anyone out there uh, wants to get a hold of us and maybe be a guest on the show, there are a few ways to reach us. You could call us. And Aaron, what's that phone number? That phone number is 262 885 1551. 
Call it's us so with good. probably anything, and we will play it. Um, oh, yeah, please. we we have pretty low standards with that. I think we've proved we've proved that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have. Um, you can also email oh. us, uh, John. Do you know that email address? Never heard of it. Uh, this one, this number one time at summer camp at gmail.com. Awesome. And you can find us on Facebook at this one time at summer camp. Just find us there. Yeah. So thank you all for listening and thanks for all of our lovely callers today and all that they shared and the stories that pushed us to uh, think about water. Uh, Y'all have a good night. Peace out. Take it easy. Bye. Summer camp.